0: Like, when you think about it, who are we doing it for? Are we actually doing it for ourselves? This is Blacklisted. All right.
1: Welcome back, guys. This is Blacklisted. I'm Kaylee Sandoval, your host at K-A-Y-L-I-S-A-N-D-O-V-A-L. Today, I am so happy to be joined by one of my besties. Her name's Marlene. Marlene, introduce yourself. What's up, everyone?
0: It's Marlene or Marlene, either or um i go to SCSU with kaylee and i'm a leo <laughs> my i'll just say my major i feel like this is just like an introduction no, yeah, class let them know about you yeah i'm a poli sci and chicano chicanx chicana studies major
1: marlene is one of the most woke Zah, poc women i know not even oh, just yeah. like just one of the woke people <laughs> i know in general like this girl stays on top of her <laughs> shit like she's an educated woman that's why i like being around her all right and i'm mexican sorry yeah. So, today we are going to be talking about a lot of big issues, big topics, and there will be some trigger warnings. But today we are going to be speaking about social media, we're going to be talking about beauty standards, and we're going to be talking about mental health. And that's already a handful, I know, but try to stay very much organized um, I have a I've done a lot of research on this Her. and um, I've actually done a lot of related work in some of my classes as you guys might know I am a journalism major media studies emphasis and I am a TFM minor which means television film and media um, I've done a lot of work researching the representation of my community the Latinx community um and just representation in general so i'm very excited to be speaking about some of the topics that we'll be diving into today um but before we get into anything i did want to give a trigger warning we will be talking about mental health issues we'll be talking about eating disorders and self-harm damn leaving the note in case i need to add any more trigger warnings (laughs) (laughs) trigger warning there's a leo on this podcast trigger warning i have bronchitis still (laughs) Okay, what? Is, um, oh yeah. So sorry that like I haven't been posting in a second. It is because I was very much ill and not in like a cool way. Like Ill, like no, I was down bad. Like I was in Mexico getting treatment because I didn't have health insurance. Okay. Um yeah, it was it was not a fun time, but like doing better now. I am on some meds and like not fully thriving, but like close to it. She's so pushing P. I I pee. do be, I do be pushing P. That's it. <laughs> All right, so let's let's get into it. First off, um, we are both a part of Gen Z. If you don't know what Gen Z is, it's basically anyone born after the year nineteen ninety six. I want to say
0: I'm not even gonna lie. Like, even though I am very educated, there's some things I forget, and I forgot we're a part of Gen Z. I just forget sometimes because
1: I feel like what well, generation you we were part of millennials no hell no is that the one before okay see that i know you're not trying to identify with the no i take it back i knew i was gen z um so anyways gen z uh we're kind of like known to be very much glued to our phones um there's an obvious trend amongst (laughs) kids our age or young adults our age to have very high screen times speaking from experience not very proud of my own screen time i try to keep that shit down but like Sometimes I'd be slipping up, like sometimes I'd just be. No, bro, I had the I had the locks on my phone. Mm-hmm. I would always put it "Remind me in 15 minutes," <laughs> <laughs> and then I would just ignore it all day, <laughs> just snooze. <that laughs> yeah, no, I would literally like shut up, it. yo. You're like, who the fuck said this? I was You're addicted, like, oh, fuck, that's me. bro. Yeah. No, yeah, I fully admit that I have a phone addiction. I think most people do. Like, when I wake up, the first thing I grab is my phone. Before I get out of bed, I'm on my phone. Like checking my notice and like I wish it wasn't that way and I want to work towards it not being that way but like that's just the way you be right now no I like I I will
0: fully admit proudly that I have a phone addiction my thing is like I don't let it get to me yeah but I and I know I can go without it yeah because like I used to do like summer camps where they would literally mm-hmm. take your phone for like
1: a really? week yeah so I've never been to a summer camp like yeah
0: then. it was like leadership programs okay, I don't okay. know it was fun it was fun. <laughs> but um yeah, I know. I can go without my phone, but for sure, like I know I have everyone has an addiction, like, I know. At this
1: point. It's like yeah. it's pretty hard to like not have one. And with that high exposure to like our screens, we get a high exposure to content that we are likely to compare ourselves to, to compare our lives to, to compare our likes I mean, to compare our looks to. Um, heavy emphasis on the looks too, because that is a big Trend that we see, um, obviously, people aren't gonna want to put them looking musty on, <laughs> online, you know, Should what i, I mean? been doing but that. Like, uh, but it gets to a point where it's not even people putting their best versions of themselves, but people put a fake versions of themselves. You know, like we have access to things like Facetune, Photoshop, and that can completely change the way someone looks. Damn. But the thing is, people aren't open about stuff like that, so. For a lot of us, we see these perfect looking pictures, these perfect looking lives and often compare ourselves to it. And I've talked about comparison before on the podcast, but comparison fucking kills like it's it's a lot to hold yourself to, especially when what you're comparing yourself to isn't even real so i did some research and um i read some articles on forbes and there was this one article talking about the increase of social media usage and it talks about a study from YouSwitch, which is a uk site about mobile guides and it states quote in 2020 the average adult spent three hours a day on social media in comparison to only 90 minutes in 2012 when i first read that i was like three hours i'm three like hours? i'm like that's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, like uh. no, it, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but like when I get my screen time like you know how it gives oh. you your screen time oh, and yeah. it's like you spent this amount of hours for a day I'm like, oh no, yeah. I'm like, oh Thank my God. God damn. Um but anyways, what I wanted to highlight from the article is it says in addition to social media apps, the study found that members of Gen Z us mm. spend a shocking nine hours huh? a day in front of a <laughs> screen
0: now i want to check my screen time <laughs> no, it's
1: bad. I, oh god the, the sad thing is that didn't shock me like i i don't normally get nine hours like i i don't ever that's hit insane. that high but like that's actually crazy i feel like you have to it, be really it? down bad like not <laughs> not trying to be me like you kind of have to be down bad to have I mean, nine like, hours. If you're, if you're like going on it though like throughout your day like it adds up i mean nine hours up by that that is a lot yeah. but like it it does add up oh, And yeah it's, it's so crazy no i'm getting, getting that like alert from your iphone being like this is how much time I you spent know. like oh that's insane it's humbling
0: no it's humbling because i know when i be like in my bed when i wake up i'll wake up at like 9 a.m on a good day mm-hmm. i'll stay in bed until 11 a.m on my phone on tiktok
1: for two hours scrolling literally yeah, yeah. like i'll do that no i'll do that shit too like that's that's how the for you page works, too. It's like it's, it's it's supposed to work in a way where it keeps the users engaged. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that just that just tells you that the algorithm is doing its job. Yeah. Keeping you like and that on shit keeps that, me on there for real. <laughs> I mean? And so um, another thing that that Forbes article said was, quote, there could be consequences to too much screen time. The study warned and it, quote, can have adverse health effects from weight gain and poor sleep to increase susceptibility to certain diseases. The increase in screen time goes hand-in-hand hand with sedentary behavior, which in turn can lead to poor physical health and well-being. Big emphasis on the well-being because there has been many studies that show a direct correlation to mental health illnesses, rise of mental health illnesses, and the time that social media really peaked. And another thing is, too, our generation, as much hate as our generation gets from other generations are like <laughs> oh
2: uh, uh, that's, that's our just, parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean
1: like we get a lot of hate for like being too sensitive. Yeah. Or because everyone is mentally down bad. Yeah. And True. all this shit. But like there's a reason we're all mentally down bad. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like we're not just like coming out of the boom just boom. <laughs> like, I mean? you like, it's your generation, baby. <laughs> like, like let's take a step back. Yeah. And <laughs> let's let's try to dive into why we're like this. another thing is like we're the first generation to be on social media starting in middle school which is literally like one of the key development eras Mm -hmm. of our lifetime you know like that's when we're going to puberty and not looking the cutest Mm -hmm. i mean at all nowadays nowadays I can't even say that okay, but, I because middle school would yeah. really be looking like they're in college. No, literally. It's looking crazy. more grown than me. Yeah. But when we were in middle school, it wasn't, looking, it wasn't too pretty. Oh. I had Justice on. I had braces. Day. I had glasses. I was wearing <laughs> Hollister skinny jeans Ooh. with <laughs> the Lord knows what else. It was not a vibe. <laughs> like, I'm so terrified of that era but for the generations that aren't a part of ours imagine going through such a key part of your development while being compared to celebrities and influencers Mm -hmm. with these bougie ass lives with money to get all this work done and hide the fact that they have that work done and constantly comparing yourselves to that when one you're not even fully grown yet you're not even Mm -hmm. fully developed and two you obviously don't have that work done. Like, you're still natural, you know. And if you want to get that work done, cool. But it's it's definitely hard when you grow up comparing yourself. Yeah. You I know?
0: honestly, like, personally, like, I what I did have an iPod. <laughs> <laughs> and then I lost that shit. Right. And then When did and you it, get your first iPod? I got it when I was, like, I think I was... Okay, I, I made my Facebook when I was... 12 or 13 years old. Okay. oh, so I remember were You
1: on, Were you on Facebook like that? Oh, I was. Really? Oh, hello. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I was one of the only ones to, <laughs> not really only ones, but I remember, yeah. it,
0: but like one thing about me was that like my social media influence didn't come until like freshman year of high school, I yeah. feel. Cause like when I was, when I lost my iPod, mm-hmm. some traumatic stuff happened at home and then we lost a lot of money Yeah. and like we couldn't, they couldn't afford to buy a phone, right. you
1: know? But like, I didn't really have that influence, but once high school hit, I was mm-hmm. like, damn, like. Yeah, and I I do think that our influence when we specifically were in middle school, that was what, around, I think we graduated middle school in, like, 2012. So that was, like, the start of social media. So the very start of social media, it was still, like, very much chuggy, Like, you know, it's not what it is today. Um, But still, like, I definitely feel for those that are going through it now. Mm -hmm. Because social media, just, like, the trends of what go viral – who gets hype Mm -hmm. and all that is not something that I would want to go through or not something that I would want to see because I know a younger, more innocent, like Mm -hmm. not as confident version of myself would not be cool with seeing all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's definitely a certain look that gets viral fast Mm -hmm. and that gets that instant hype on TikTok. I mean, there was there's literally a saying like oh, this is the TikTok white boy of the month. Yeah. <laughs> like that's where, so cringy. Where's, yeah. I know. But, like, where's, like, where's the black female of the month? Where's yeah. the Latin boy of the month? Like, yeah. where's all the, you know what I mean? It's, <clears> like, <throat> there's a very certain look that goes viral, and that's that's also just, like, another, like, toxic thing yeah. to, like, be exposed to. Like, I automatically know, like, if I see, a, if I see someone on my For You page and it doesn't already have a lot of likes and they fit... Mm-hmm. A certain standard and look a certain way and have certain identifiable features. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they're, this is gonna go viral. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, obviously, yeah. Like um, a lot of my for you pages, like fashion and stuff. Mm-hmm, but like, too. who are the people that are popping up in the fashion? You know, in the yeah. fashion industry, like these skinnier, like white people. You know, yeah, like or Bella like, Heddy. Bella Hadid or like even the people who thrift, like. When they're like, oh, I thrifted these pants, it's like really skinny white woman. And I'm like, oh, like, that's really cute. Like, you know, but it's just never a high representation of like, you know, thicker women or like, you know, different mm-hmm. body types and all that and and race, you know?
1: Yeah. And I'm sure there are like yeah. POC making these things. But the thing is, they're not getting pushed out. Mm-hmm. And that's where and that's where I see a problem, mm-hmm. like in the algorithm and everything like that. Um, But those beauty standards that are being constantly reinforced, let's let's talk about those because beauty standards are constantly changing. Right now, I'd say, though, there is a list of certain features that would make a woman ideal, I'd say. Um, Let's talk about some of those. I think having a slim face, you know, you can't have like, can't have any chubbiness on there. Like, oh, Sorry. Nope, you gotta have a sharp jawline. And all I gotta say is, like, literally social media, like, made
0: me start using a gua sha. So <laughs> I use a gua sha every single day of my life, y'all. Like, no matter how much I don't like to admit social media affects me, I know it does, you yeah. know? And, like, a gua sha, I wake up every day early just to do the gua sha every day. So. And does it work?
1: Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I naturally have, like, chubby cheeks, though,
0: mm-hmm. but, like... No, me um, too. Like, yeah.
1: my, my face is, like, kind of round, and, like, my cheeks are like, kind of chubby, too. Yeah. Um and like I don't know. but yeah, it I, but I, it works but like it's toxic you know? yeah <laughs> like, I did,
0: like it works but i know it's toxic because it's mm-hmm. like for one reason only and it's to slim your face like. yeah
1: yeah so we have that slim face sharp jawline tiny nose big lips like kylie jenner lips um flat stomach no acne no cellulite pretty tan but not too tan not too pale mm-hmm. which is crazy to even like say but that's literally how it is um and just like curving all of the right places emphasis on the right because yeah. they want you to be curvy like they want you to have a butt yeah. you know but like, and, like if a that curves. curves like goes up in your stomach like no 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 mm-hmm. that's not acceptable mm-hmm. and um it's just like that's a lot of pressure there's so many standards that like we're supposed to be fitting you know and mm-hmm. it's like for who you know what i mean
0: damn that's a good question because <laughs> i'm like who are we doing this for yeah like I mean, I guess for, like, male gaze and all that, but, mm-hmm.
1: I mean... Yeah, because, like, there's there's a lot of self-care, I guess, things that you can call it that I'd say I do for myself, but a lot of the other things are to really, like, fit the beauty standard, you know what I mean? And even things just like shaving, like, that's a beauty standard. I mean, I, I know a lot of people are starting to be more comfortable without shaving mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but I feel like I'm so used to it, like, I I personally... Okay wouldn't be able to go out and feel comfortable or feel confident if i wasn't shaved like fat hairy armpits you know yeah and like that's that kind of sucks but like i it's just my personal preference and like go off to anyone like who can't who does have the confidence to yeah um go out and do that all right and so these current beauty standards are often reinforced not only by what is going viral on our tiktok for you page but by what gets pushed out into other forms of media and even things like filters there's this documentary on netflix called the social dilemma and in it the facebook former vp um chameth palihapitiya probably botched that so sorry if i did he states we curate our lives around this perceived sense of perfection because we get rewarded in these short-term signals hearts likes thumbs up and we conflate that with value and we conflate it with truth. And instead, what that is, is fake, brittle popularity that's short-term and leaves you even more, and admit it, vacant and empty before you did it. Because then it forces you into this vicious cycle where you're like, what's the next thing I need to do now? Because I need it back. Honestly, I'd be feeling
0: that because since TikTok became such a huge, like, this huge thing where like, these people are just blowing up, For like, you know, being pretty or whatever. As sad as it is to admit it, it makes me be like, oh my god, what can I do to like, get these likes from these people, you know?
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, again, those videos, those people that are getting pushed out, those those people that are getting all of the hype, do typically fit into all of these Eurocentric beauty standards. There's this video by someone named Ibrahim Kamet. I really hope I said that right. The video is amazing, I love it, and you have to see it. It is called "The Unrealistic Toxic Beauty Standards Are Deadly." He structures it very well. First of all, I will be quoting a lot of this video, and I actually got inspiration for the topic of today's podcast from this video. Um, I've recently been into like video essays. I don't know if you've like seen video essays before on YouTube, yeah. But there is a lot of really fun and good ones on YouTube, and. This one caught my attention and I was like, wow, I knew I had to dive deeper into it. I have done similar research to some of the content that he talked about in some of my classes at San Diego State and um, I just really found interest in it. So here I am now. Um, So yeah, it's called the Unrealistic Toxic Beauty Standards Are Deadly and if you haven't already seen it, highly, highly, highly recommend. So one of the topics that he talks about is the universal Eurocentric beauty standards that conforms to a lot of the beauty standards that we see today and it's crazy because he brings in a lot of history into this video essay and really dates back where we got these beauty standards from he states universal eurocentric beauty goes way back to internalized racism ideologies and colorism due to the colonization of the western world a time that dehumanized people of color another thing he states which was like super crazy i didn't know about this but he stated after the Korean War. Of the 1950s and early 1960s, American military doctors performed double eyelid surgery to fix the oriental eyes of Native patients. The American troops performed this surgery on Korean women for them to be considered more attractive to the eyes of, get this, American troops. They did this on Korean men too because squinting eyes meant they couldn't trust them. Another thing he states is before 1940, only white women were allowed to join the Miss America pageant. Um, He talks a lot about the history of the history of what America considered to fit beauty standards and links it to the internalized racism and those ideologies and colorism. And um, basically, Camit just talks about the POC pressure to subject themselves to Eurocentric beauty standards, which I definitely think is still very prevalent in today's society. I think a lot of POC do feel pressured to subject themselves to Eurocentric beauty standards and to even, quote, fix some of their more erotic-looking features. So yeah. Like, if you have an ethnic-looking nose, for example, a lot of people, even on TikTok, yeah. um, there's a lot of trends where people have bigger noses and that that really does like show like their roots but um they often get pressured to get a nose job you know
0: yeah a lot of my chicanx studies um classes focus on decolonizing the mindset and you know as colonized people from mexico um we are stuck in this like colonized mindset which is like european standards you know When, when it comes to looks when it comes to how someone acts like it's all based off of european standards so a lot of my classes focus on backing up and not being a part of those european standards but um judging off of that you know i definitely have had moments where like family members of my own tell me like oh like don't go outside for too long like you're gonna get dark like you're gonna look ugly if you get dark and i'll come back from vacation or something like even to to this day like no matter how many times i tell them it's wrong like They're always like, you're going to get dark. And like when I I go to Mexico a lot and when I go, it's always like, oh my gosh, like you're so pretty, you know, because I'm like a quote unquote, like lighter skinned Mexican. And then they'll like in front of me, they'll look at, you know, more darker skinned women, whether they're like Afro Latina there or they're just like um, more indigenous looking women. And they're like, oh, like, no, she's ugly. Like she's too dark. Like it's present in every part of society and for a lot of people of color,
1: but like, that's just what I personally see in our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in that same video, Kemet states, Western ideals of beauty are forcefully shoved down our throats from a young age, and I that couldn't be more fucking accurate. Like, I, I totally agree with that. As I previously stated, I'm a media studies major, film minor. Um, I've done a lot of research within the representation of my community for my school and for different classes and everything. And another concept that, i want to dive into is colorism and representation in the media media portrayals often shape our perceptions of social groups and they contribute to the schemas we have that categorize people in terms of attributes roles and status and due to this role of the media it is essential that those in the field are working together to properly depict race and ethnicity representation and unfortunately from what i learned um studying all of this For the Latinx community and many more, I just specifically did research on the Latinx community for my classes, that proper depiction has been neglected. I want to specifically quote something from a paper that I previously wrote um, that talks about the representation Uh, I state, many studies have been conducted to determine what exactly representation looks like for Latinx people. The majority have come back with disappointing results. According to 2021 Common Sense Media, Hispanic slash Latino Americans make up 19% of the total U.S. population. However, according to the USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, Latinx representation on screen does not reflect the true population. This initiative is at the forefront of studying diversity in entertainment and media in an attempt to seek inequalities and put a stop to them. They studied the top 1,200 films from 2007 to 2018, and in those films, there are over 47,000 speaking roles, okay? But get this, only 4.5% of those went to Latinx characters. Additionally, only 3% were leading roles. In 2019, USC added an additional 100 films to their existing list, and the percentage of Latinx characters went up only 0.4% from 4.5 to 4.9 this is just another example of western ideals of beauty being forcefully shoved down our throats um but not only that it's an example of lack of representation and that lack of representation can lead to a lot of insecurities for young poc i think Mm -hmm. um personally when i was younger i i I had insecurities um, about my ethnicity, I guess, and the color of my skin. Um, I was definitely darker when I was younger. Or like I was tanner. I'm, a, I'm very pale now. Um, but I was tanner when I was younger. And watching the media, literally all of like the princesses, all of the love interests and the rom-coms, all of the mm-hmm. main characters, the stars of the show, they're all white. You know what I mean? Um, and if not white, they are they are POC of lighter complexion. And so like white passing mm-hmm. POC. And so at a younger age, seeing this is very disheartening. And literally as like silly and stupid as it might sound and like I'm definitely totally kind of invalidating my own feelings. But when I was younger I totally like felt a little bit insecure that boys that weren't like in my own ethnicity mm-hmm wouldn't like find me attractive. Like I thought I thought like white boys like wouldn't even like me because like I was in white and I did not look like a white girl. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I feel like um I have two things to say about that. Go this for it. whole social media or the media presentation, that same video, which is funny that I like watched that video before this for an assignment, but that same video was talking about she was talking about media portrayal and how like the way POC have historically been portrayed in media. Um, in the eyes of the white man, like, has been detrimental to future generations Mm -hmm. and to ourselves, you know? Because you do only see that. Like, you used to see, like, indigenous people being, like, these people are, um, what's the word? Uh, Like, savages, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, these people are savages. And then Mexican people, like, these people are drug dealers, you know, whatever. Like, what's portrayed in the media is so big, and especially when it's, like... and And then on top of that, like, not seeing the correct representation or like a misrepresentation of POC specifically like latina women who are presented as like the sexy
1: the sexy you know wife to someone mm-hmm. you know to a rich or like person or like a spitfire like a very like feisty mm-hmm. like type yeah. stuff like that and like if you like how are you supposed to feel if you don't conform to that like type of Latina you know what I mean yeah
0: or like you know the maid or something and Mm -hmm. even still when you do see a darker complexion of someone who's Latina in a show or whatever a movie as you mentioned like they have very small roles you know like they're always going to be playing like a lesser role you know like something that's not as important or not the main character at all yeah
1: and another thing that I even talked about in my paper was that typically these Afro-Latina actresses are cast in roles like Marlene is saying that are written to be tough and stubborn and these types of characters have been played by Zoe Saldana in Colombiana, Guardians of the Galaxy and Avatar and in Glee, Naya Rivera plays a character who's depicted as very irritable and mean. Um, Rivera's character is seen as ruthless and she gets what she wants acting that way and these types of roles feed into negative stereotypes surrounding the intersectionalities of African Latino women and that's a whole other thing but tying this back into those beauty standards it's like how many times do you see like a supermodel in a movie that's a poc or how often do you see like yeah. the fashionista being a <laughs> black woman yeah or an indian woman or something you know what i mean yeah. like it's not very common that you see the pretty girl in the movie or the love interest in the movie yeah. to be someone who isn't white Going,
0: like, also off of Eurocentric views, I forgot to say this, but, um, when you were saying your story about how you thought you could only, like, be with a Mexican man, you know, because of, like, that was your thoughts, you know? Like, I recently realized that when I was younger, like, it wasn't the fact that I was ugly or anything, it was more of the fact that I went to a, you know, predominantly white school. Like, these, these people had these views and I didn't fit these views. So, when I, like, moved out of there and, like, was open to more diversity you know, it opened my eyes to realize, like, wow, like, oh, holy shit, like, never thought I was pretty or anything. Like, yeah. that really, ooh, that brought me down so bad. Like, that really, really brought me down.
1: But. Yeah. Another thing that Kami talks about in his video is the doll test. In the 1940s, psychologists Kenneth and Mamie Clark designed and conducted a series of experiments known colloquially as the doll tests. To study the psychological effects of segregation on african-american children dr clark used four dolls identical except for color to test children's racial perceptions a majority of children preferred the white doll and assigned positive characteristics to it um this experiment was initially utilized in brown versus board of education Mm -hmm. right yeah um I did some more research on this doll test, and it was actually reconducted decades later. Um, and it was talked about in Good Morning America in 2009, um, a little bit after Obama's election. They, they take a look back at some of the newer adaptations of the doll test. Um, it was still grade school children, and they asked things like, Which is the pretty doll? The kids pointed to the white one and commented on color of the skin. Um, one of the CNN clips that is used in the YouTube video by Cami, a child states, I just don't like the way brown skin looks because, I mean, brown looks looks really nasty for some reason. But I don't know what reason. And that's all.
0: When Literally, like, watching that, the most surprising thing was that all the little kids that were being tested were POC. Mm-hmm. Where, I'm pretty sure. Unless I missed, like, one. But... They were all POC, and I was like, these kids that are picking the white baby, saying it looks better or whatever, it looks nicer, They d- I don't think they really know, you know, that they're speaking about themselves, you know, but mm-hmm. it's something that they've learned through
1: society, and these kids are like, At what? At such a young age, I'm they're like, in grade school, they're in, they're in elementary. Yeah. And like, so, it's like, the fact that they are already identifying certain skin colors with certain characteristics that aren't necessarily good, like, for the darker ones. They were saying, like, when they were asked, like, which is the meaner one, they're pointing to, like, the darker-skinned the darker skin doll mm-hmm. when they're getting asked which is a nicer one, which one um, is prettier. They're pointing at the lighter one. And one of the kids in the new adaptations of the experiment was commenting on how it's prettier because the color of the skin is, like, more of a cream tone.
0: And these are, like, little-ass fucking kids. Like, when I was watching mm-hmm. it, I was like, holy shit, like, how do you even know what... Who, like, how did you even know that that was, quote unquote, the nice person, you know, from something that you learn? Obviously, you learn that from society, like the white person is like the nicer one, you know, the darker skinned people are the more aggressive, whatever. But it's like at such a young age, these kids knew this, you know, like, I don't know. That was ridiculous. Yeah, so that
1: that that that, that is a whole like, other issue that just so happens to have like one little connecting point to the beauty standards, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to those beauty standards that everyone, POC and white people are expected to fit, um, it's it's a lot. Like it's a lot to ask for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like damn. Yeah. Um and, and going back again to Kamit's video, he states in a world of patriarchy and misogyny, Women are identified and valued based on their appearance. And meanwhile, men are praised for their professional success and strength. So the intersectionality between being a female and being a POC is like, <laughs> oh, damn, damn, you know? yeah. But even just being a girl alone, goddamn, there's so much <laughs> pressure, <laughs> so much pressure, and for yeah. what and for who, yeah. like damn it's just it's it really is a like, lot to ask for and women again this is i'm stating one of um Camille's quotes but he states women are highly objectified and sexualized even from us even from such a young age um and then he talks about things like shaving you know waxing your body starting diets wearing makeup weighing yourself and all in the name of self-care but like like I said it earlier like we call it self-care but it, is it really because like we <laughs> like we care for ourselves or is it because we want to look good in the eyes of the majority
0: Like when you think about it who are we doing it for are mm-hmm. we doing are we actually doing it for ourselves personally like being a Leo whatever I'm the most stereotypical bitch out here <laughs> I'm very self-confident and no matter how much I like to say I don't feed into the patriarchy or into societal like beauty standards like you will still catch me out here shaving, you know, because I'm like going yeah. out and I know I'm gonna see like you know some guys that are cute or whatever. Like you like, you do it unintentionally at this point sometimes, but it's so harmful. Like, yeah, I
1: don't know. And um, Camille has a section in his video titled "Hourglass and Barbie." He states by 1950s, the U.S. solidified their ideal beauty, which was Marilyn Monroe and the one and only Barbie. Barbie became one of the most popular toys amongst youth girls around the world, but her unrealistic and disproportionate body sparked debate about the impact it could have on young girls. He talks about an article written by Stacy Berling in The Inquirer and states there was a study of 68-year-old girls, I mean, a <laughs> 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 study of six to eight-year-old girls where... Half of the girls were given thin Barbie dolls and the other half was given the curvy doll Tracy from Hairspray. The girls who played with the thinner dolls were unsatisfied with their bodies afterwards. Meanwhile, the girls who played with the Tracy doll were much happier with themselves and their body.
0: They're 68 years old did you see the note there's yeah. like in the video yeah. there's this note that this mom had found of her seven-year-old daughter saying listing out a
1: workout for her to yeah, do yeah it, it was titled diet and she couldn't even spell diet right like th- <laughs> this and i'm not saying that to make fun of her i'm saying that because she's so young like <laughs> you can't she's even... so young she can't even spell diet and this girl is listing things like i need to do 7-eleven push-ups two times a day i need 16 star jumps two times a day three apples five glasses of water ride my bike three times a day run up a driveway three times yeah. a day. Like." crazy oh ass my God. shit yeah
0: seeing that i was like damn like i think back about like my niece she's mm-hmm. um eight years old right now she um one time like when you're mexican like you tend to have like those funny names that your parents give you and mm-hmm. they call you like gorda which oh, is oh yeah that, that's or what like gordo, name. <laughs> you know or like like flaca you know mm-hmm. flacos which is skinny and um my niece, like, we would call her gorda, and we'd be like, oh, gorda, like, come over here, you and say, know? And say what
1: that means for uh, anyone that doesn't. Oh, It means, like, chubby. Yeah, gorda
0: like, just means, like, chubby or fat, you know? Like a little fat kid. Yeah, <laughs> like a little fat kid. And um, we didn't mean it in a hating way or anything, but, like, I would say it because, like, everyone else in my family would say it. But, like, one day my sister-in-law had to pull me aside, and she was like, hey, like, I think I'm going to need you guys to stop calling um." my daughter, Gorda, and I was like, oh, like, why? Like, what's up? And this is when I was younger, because they had Mm -hmm. a kid very young. I was probably like, 14 or something. And then, they're all like, oh, because she, or no, I was older than that. But they're Mm -hmm. all like, oh, because she came to me and she was like, I, like, I feel fat. Like, I don't like how I look. Like, was telling my sister-in-law, hella young, that she felt fat like that. From us calling her that. And even though, like, it was us and her family, like, Mm -hmm. that just kind of
1: shows, you
2: know? Like,
0: I don't know. Like,
1: and, and and like think about like like really think about the proportions of a barbie like mm-hmm. and imagine comparing yourself to that yeah like they got a thigh gap mm-hmm. they got a tiny little waist throw back to that hips, era like, i know Throwback to the <laughs> thigh gap era when like Literally. everyone and their moms was like trying to, i think we were in, like what eighth grade yeah when that was like super fucking popular oh my god i will never forget
0: that era because like i just remember How toxic I w- no i era. yeah i remember one day i was just like you know what
1: i would never have a thigh like i can never physically mm-hmm. have a thigh gap. and then girls would like stand like a certain way with their like toes. oh like, i would in. do that yeah yeah so that like you can have the thigh gap and it's like <laughs> we wanted to have that so bad you and know like, that tiktok oh. that's like well i'm gonna do that anyway i'm gonna <laughs> do that anyway that was me because <laughs> that's the type of bitch i am <laughs> no yeah and like Um, What I thought was a really cool... Not cool, but like a very interesting take or correlation that um, was made by Kameet in that video was the correlation between a Barbie and Kardashians. Mm, mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: Then, back then, it was like those Barbies that were super influential to the kids as far as like body standards. Um, Now, it's Kardashians. And the Kardashians, I mean, I think we all know like they um very much not real yeah 100%. um you know they, they, they look good but it'd be really nice if they were open about the type of work that they got done so that people didn't aim for these unrealistic body types yeah because i like
0: fun fact for everyone i share a birthday with kylie jenner actually okay. kylie jenner shows a birthday <laughs> with me okay okay period but, um no I- um i know they used to hide their stuff because i remember when that was all big like when they're all like oh my gosh like how is kylie not gonna admit she has has lip fillers like even though you can kind of obviously tell there are obviously younger people who are more naive because they're young you know who see it and they're like she didn't have anything done mm-hmm. like you know and they really don't understand like i was older so i was like oh i'm not like don't fucking bullshit me yeah. like i know what you're doing but like younger generations like if my niece were seeing that like she would
1: believe that,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, because she's young. And, like, it's easy to fall into that, like, little trap from doing that. But
1: No, yeah, I think so, too. And, like, the thing with the Kardashians is, like, they've gotten into a lot of turmoil. Mm-hmm. Is that the word? They've gotten into a lot of turmoil for even, like, promoting things, like, waist trainers, like, acting as if that's what got them their body. I'm like, y'all have literally, like, y'all have personal trainers. You guys have mm-hmm. the money for anything. Yeah. Like, And it's not even just A-list celebrities like that that hide their work that they've Mm -hmm. received. um, That's having such a negative impact on young, younger girls, younger kids, Um, even influencers. Remember that whole like Madison Beer like
2: controversy. Oh my God, yeah. Whether or
1: not she's gotten work done and like. (laughs) <laughs> again like even on tiktok like so many people get work done and, and thankfully like there are a lot of people that are open about it yeah but at the same time there's are there are a lot of people that aren't yeah if they're not getting work done and then they're photoshopping the shit out of their photos and they get caught and then they it's all ca- awkward <laughs> and it's weird they're canceled for a moment and they're back and then yeah. they just do it again like remember all that tenemojo stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like her I, like her actual like getting <laughs> images coming yeah. out like In comparison to what they're real ones. And it's like, damn. (laughs) Like, people people think that they can attain these looks. But it's like, not even... These people with all this money are attaining them. Yeah, they can't even. Yeah, they can't even attain it. But I
0: think the Kardashians will always, you know, have a huge influence Mm -hmm. on social media. Obviously, like, they've grown from that. But my thing is just, like, how do you... Like, they have kids now, too, you know? Yeah. So, I'm like, how do you not see the toxicity of posting this? Like, your kid's going to grow up, and you know damn well your kid's not going to grow up with a BBL.
1: You know what I mean? Like, literally. Your kid's not going
0: to grow up like that. uh,
1: Like, how do you think? I bet there's stats out there that show, like, a huge fucking increase in, like, BBL surgeries. Oh, do you You remember?
0: Yeah. That was, like, there was this whole TikTok where it was this lady, she flew back from I think she flew back from, like, the Dominican I or I what you're talking about. Yeah, and then there was, like, literally six women on the plane, like, oh, sitting, like, my in God. the position because they got Yeah, because you,
1: you can't sit on your butt. Yeah. Like, that's so funny. <laughs> like, that's insane. Um, but aside from influencers getting work done, um, A-list celebrities getting work done, not talking about it, um, brands that are exclusive, to such as Victoria's Secret and Brandy Melville, have the same impact. Camille talks about this in his video as well um but let's talk about our point of view on these two brands well, What 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 are your thoughts on it like you know you know the angel fashion show yeah. and stuff like that yeah what's the diversity looking like in that <laughs> i think it's actually quite diverse. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no bro
0: like when i tell you i my dream was always to be a model you know mm-hmm. and once i found out i was 5'5 and i was never gonna grow again I was like okay well there goes my dream but I would watch the Victoria's Secret shows like mm-hmm. on YouTube and everything just rewatch rewatch and just like focus on their body and mm-hmm. just be like okay like if they have a slim stomach like that like I can for sure have yeah. a slim stomach and then that whole
1: like train like an angel and like yeah,
0: train like an mm-hmm. oh I did that once I did like one of the workouts like for yeah. a day and then I was like I can't do this shit yeah. cuz I the like The
1: thing is like they like there was so much controversy and there's was, there's was so much that came out about yeah. like the angels and like what they like actually like went through and like their agents telling them not to eat and shit like that yeah. and it's like 400 they calories put, a day or something, something like that. i don't know like they had to stay a size two throughout their whole career and oh, if they weren't hitting that their agents you know were getting visibly upset and, yeah like, telling them um what to consume what not to consume stuff like that but then it but then it gets promoted like oh hashtag train like an angel yeah like you can attain this body too no like no one like you know people have different body types like some people have like wider rib cages some people have like you know there's Mm -hmm. so many different aspects that go into it it's so toxic for big brands big and stuff like that to be promoting certain body types as if everyone can quite literally get that
0: yeah like my body dysmorphia honestly stemmed from the like victoria's secret angels and, like, they're very beautiful women. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they but, are. like, until recently, too, they barely, like, you know, they didn't really have a lot of women of color on it either. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but that's besides the point. I got my body dysmorphia from Victoria's Secret and from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. <laughs> <friends>. <laughs> but I'll get into that another day. <laughs> like, but, um, yeah, you know, that created it. For me, the dysmorphia came when they would, like, when I would look on Instagram or something when I was younger and it'd be like, Oh, this model was kicked out. Like she's no longer an angel because she's too overweight. And I look at her body and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah.
1: I think a lot of people in our generation like develop body dysmorphia pretty young.
0: Like I, I think. Yeah. Oh, I think I think we got it young. I just think I was too lazy to start working out <laughs> when I was. Dude, young. I'm still too lazy. No, to start out. I'm, I'm barely getting into it. But like, honestly, like still when as i was growing and like getting more obsessed with models you know and like hoping i would be there like my thing was like i would try to do anything whether it was like starving myself for a little bit like you know i cut out soda for my life and all like sugary drinks Mm -hmm. a long time ago and i said it was for my health you know damn well that wasn't for my health like i cut out soda and juice and all that like i'll drink it here and there but like cut it out completely because i was like this is unhealthy like mm-hmm. i don't want to get fat
1: you
2: know yeah.
0: and, who and, and even said fat is, was a bad thing like, yeah
1: the thing is so many are quick to i feel like cut things out of their diet without realizing that there's a lot of different things that our body needs mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah and without getting all of those like it's still not healthy for us and things like these exclusive brands like victoria's secret and we'll get into brandy melville too mm-hmm. but those stem so many eating disorders too mm-hmm. i feel like even today i don't want to say they're normalized but a lot of people brush over the fact that they fall into a mindset that's super fucking dangerous for the health mm-hmm. yeah and kind of joke about it and everything but then at a certain point when they when their actions follow those jokes yeah it's like you need to watch out for your health you Aud- know and it's yeah. like i i know a lot of people do struggle from eating disorders and i i really hate that that's the case but yeah. um i really think social media has a strong correlation
0: bro you'd be looking at like bella hadid gigi hadid like you know all these models that were on the sh- are on the show actively you know like
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just so unrealistic and it's not even the fact that It's not even that it's unrealistic. It's more like it's highly
1: portrayed in media that like this is the it
2: girl. Like you want to be that. Along with that,
1: it's like how many people in real life like do you know look like that? Like it's such a small majority that are this fucking thin, like uh size two. Yeah. But in the media, it's everyone you see. Mm -hmm. Damn, I never thought about that. Damn, it's like how it's like the Latinx representation. Like we, we. Make up a lot more that's represented in film Uh and TV, and for body shapes, there's a lot of body shapes that aren't represented in the media. So we're like conformed to think that that's normal, like that's the normal standard, like that's what everyone looks like. That's what like that's what we should look like. I'm too fat, but in reality, like there's probably more people that look like you, like look like me, 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 you know what I mean, Uh like. There's probably more people that are size six than a size two. Yeah. Holy shit. And there's nothing wrong with either of them, but yeah. it's like, just like the Eurocentric beauty standards that we get forced down our throat, we're getting forced down this ideal body type, this quote unquote ideal body type that isn't even that common to have. That's so. And a lot of it is genetics too.
0: Yeah. I honestly, have never, like, the way you worded that, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I have never thought about it like that. Yeah. Like, how many people do I know that genuinely look like a model? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I have tall, skinny friends. I can name one person that could be a Victoria's Secret model, you know, that mm-hmm. I know. And I know hella people, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I, when I think about it, I'm like, holy shit. But when I'm on TikTok, that's all I be seeing. Yeah. Like, these five, eight, tall, skinny white girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know oh to look like this you know trying to yeah. you know hype myself up but and they do get labeled as like the it girl oh 100
1: like, like and then there's videos how to become the it girl yeah like what do you mean how to become it you're born it <laughs> i am the it girl. <laughs> first of all i am the it girl yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's like a, a lot of these beauty standards it's like you either get them or you don't like bu- like like you're either born looking like this or like you're gonna have these jeans or you're not i mean like Obviously, you can work out and stuff like that, but there's a lot more that goes into it that just, like, isn't ever really talked about. Yeah. And because it's not talked about, it's very dangerous. Yeah. Especially to those younger, more susceptible audiences. Yeah.
0: And honestly, like, uh, eating disorders, like, I definitely got mine from also, like, media portrayal, obviously. I'm, like, barely recovering from my eating Mm -hmm. disorder. And I don't think it was too bad, you know, in my opinion, but it was for sure, like uh i was i did the math wrong because i was working out at the same time and i did the math wrong on how many calories i should be eating and i did uh 1200 and like that's like starving myself and i used to eat more and then when I, i'm i not
1: too familiar on like how many calories we should be getting what like, do you do you know what i'm it is? pretty sure
0: the amount of calories you should be getting is 2000 okay yeah and it also depends on your height and weight okay but like 2000 is the average like and
1: so you thought it was supposed to be half of that
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know how I did the math. Mm -hmm. I I did something and I thought it was correct because I was working out with my brother and I did something. I did some math and I was like, okay, twelve hundred. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And one day, like I my chest really started to hurt and I was like, it just feels like I felt really weird and like weak my brother was like let me see your calorie chart because we he would work out with me and everything and he looks at it and he's like dude like you're starving yourself like 1200 calories are you kidding me he was like are you dumb like you're literally starving yourself right now and like that wasn't even my intention but like when I saw on top of this when I saw the reaction when I came back skinny like Mm -hmm. from uh freshman year compared to freshman year of college to sophomore year when I came back it was like oh my god Marlene like you look so good like Oh. who said i didn't look good last time you know what yeah. i mean like yeah.
1: and i'm barely recovering yeah, that's thing too like yeah. people will you know they, like, they'll like they starve themselves or they'll suffer from something that's very traumatic mm-hmm. and like shouldn't be praised mm-hmm. but then they get the attention that they might have been seeking might, might not have been seeking but they do get attention from it yeah and that's so fucking toxic it's too. it's so toxic you know? and like
0: recovering from it right now like i'm blessed to say that i am recovering and everything like like i said i don't think it was anything bad but like too bad in my like for me you know but i'm recovering from it like i'm i'm very sick from that you know like i have a lot of hair loss like Mm -hmm. i and these are like stuff that come with it that people don't realize and i'm like imagine starting this at like a younger age you know like the like younger eras you know like right now because I know that's a big thing right now and I'm like mm-hmm. imagine starting at such a young age like how sick you would get yeah. now because like I'm weak all the time yeah. like I don't get enough iron or like food in- into me as much like my, I have extreme hair loss like mm-hmm. super pale like dark circle like you know bad stuff yeah. and like you know not it's not bad stuff but it's just like it's side effects but mm-hmm. I can't even imagine like I have two nieces that are they're both girls and like I can't even imagine, like, them growing up and yeah. starting that at such a young age, you know?
1: Yeah, like, and I, I have two younger sisters, too, and, like, I uh, I like, I see so much of this normalized, and it makes me so scared for my sisters yeah. because I don't want... I obviously don't want anything bad to happen to them. Yeah. And even in, like, TikTok comments, too, like, there'll be a video that goes viral of a skinny white girl, you know? Um, it shows, like, her body and that you open comments and it goes something like this i'm skipping my meal today
0: mm. yeah <laughs> that <laughs> comment lot of, yeah a whole this what? reminded
1: me not to eat today i'm not gonna eat today i'm skipping my food All my on my like, way to
0: yeah. the gym mm-hmm. like all this shit i always be seen that's it's all the yeah. time and i'm like it's so
1: like that mindset is super normalized you know yeah and then I want I want to go back to the brand of Brandy Melville. I I don't shop there anymore. Do you still do you no? Shop there? Okay, no. I I, Girl, we I know. we thrift. I yeah. Yeah. No, hey. thrift. Hey. Um, Second fashion. Yeah, that's all it was. Um, you said sustainability. Uh-huh. For, yeah, <laughs> I you. No, but uh, in middle school I I shopped at Brandy Melville middle school for sure. Like that mm-hmm. was like the it brand. I was like, yeah, dude, like you, you would find it there, you know. <laughs> and um, it, it, it was so first of all humbling (laughs) first of all me i i'm like a i'm a size four i I didn't fit into their jeans at all yeah i i have one pair of jeans that i was able to fit into but all like all of their jeans fit differently even though it was like one size Mm -hmm. fits all all of their jeans fit differently one of them was i was able to fit into um and like I kinda of, kinda of stretched out the way <laughs> Like I, I saw them today, but like a lot of them I couldn't even get past my butt, and I don't even have a butt. And I'm like, bro, huh? And um and aside from their one size fits all, like literally it would be like $22 for a navy blue t shirt with two wide horizontal stripes on it. Like, get, like baby, you're not doing nothing with this that is a top not good. on like it, it wasn't giving <laughs> at all i don't know what i was thinking and i remember my mom being like you like you want this for for 18 dollars So like baby Ooh, you I know, know there's a mom to, right next door i know she wanted to <laughs> smack you like i know she did i, I didn't have an income so you know my, i was like i asked my mom to buy me these things so i can like fit in with all the trends and everything but aside from their prices <laughs> that i just would not be able to afford today because i'm a struggling college student that's why 15 <laughs> and she's is going to hawaii for the win. Right. okay <laughs> cut the cameras <laughs> um no but l- yeah let's talk about the r- whole one size fits all because that is fucking detrimental <laughs> insane um, to one's mental health and yeah. like that leads to eating disorder mania
0: yeah 100 i i'm from a very i'm from tahoe area So, we didn't have a Brandy Melville close to us. Thank God. But all... (laughs) Here's the thing. I didn't know how to use, like, online, how to order stuff online. So, I never ordered anything. And, um, you know, I never asked my mom nothing, you know, like... Because she didn't know either. So, I was like, none of us know. I'm not going to buy it. But one day... Obviously I understood the Brandy Melville hype because all the white girls there's a lot of white people in my school all the white girls they would order stuff you know what I mean and then they'd like wear it to school and I'd be like oh my god like that's so cute but I didn't really realize you know I was a bigger girl when I was younger and when I when I went to Brandy Melville for the first time it was like for a trip for a school or whatever we went to like LA and I walked into the Brandy Melville store and I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe it. Like, I'm here. <laughs> and then I, I grabbed some jeans. Like, I really didn't know how big I was, like, in comparison. And, mm-hmm. and to think, like, I wasn't even big, you know, mm-hmm. just like, quote, unquote, with like, in comparison to Brandy Melville sizes. Yeah. I grab a pair of jeans, and I'm like, oh, this will for sure fit. And I go into the dressing room, literally middle of my thigh. Like, it stopped in the middle of my thigh. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, and I took him off, you know, tried on a shirt. The shirt obviously fit, like, tiny. You know, like, there, it was just, you know, the one size fits all. I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is about that. But, um, or how, why they even thought about doing that in the first place. But that was toxic. And yeah, I remember, right? like, whose idea? I told I actually, from the video, he was saying it was, like, these two Italian old oh, yeah. men that created the brand to target young girls and i'm like oh, first that's of not all. weird like, <laughs> let's pause yeah. um no but I, is that okay literally like, like i remember the day i walked in or that day i walked in i came out with the teddy coat and um and oh, a the crop top coat. yeah because t- i was like that's all that can yeah. fit me the teddy coat and the crop top because when i found the teddy coat i was like oh, yes like <laughs> one thing that fits me well and then i got like this little crop top that i recently just like threw it away but i'm done with all my brandy stuff you yeah, know I'm very but much anti that brandy, shit though. like was for real and you like when social media was getting bigger like you would hear them like people who work there would be like yeah like they're not like when did you ever walk in and see, you know, a bigger mm-hmm. like
1: woman or girl working like No, yeah, the representation within the workers there too, dude. And they be coming Literally, out Really? Like look up on YouTube Brandy Melville work experience. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> damn near every You're going to look about. up freaking like lack of diversity mm-hmm. and just like like uh, not a lot of people see worked there first of all. Yeah, not a lot boy. of size um inclusivity obviously. Yeah um there were even stories of like them asking like to take a picture of them um like i, I just remember so many different like brandy melville stories yeah. and like them like kind of stalking like your instagram like seeing if you like fit their look i mean you know i i, I get like brands will like they want you to fit their look but like their their standards were a lot yeah my to thing be asking for. my thing was like brandy melville
0: here's the thing it's like there's brands whatever To each their own, that have their own Mm -hmm. look, you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be allowed, or it shouldn't even be a thing. Everyone should be inclusive, but that's the sad truth, you know? Mm -hmm. But when you really think about it, Brandy was on top of the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it was so popularized, but why? Because it was towards white women. Mm -hmm. It became so popular because who was making it popular? White people. And, like, that's what they always make popular, because they're the beauty standard, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was like, if it wasn't for that, like... Shit, I don't know where Brandy would be, but fuck Brandy. <laughs> I
1: don't know. No, I don't know, like, it, put yourself into the shoes of someone, again, like, mid-development. You're going through puberty, you're not super confident, and then you go to the store that everyone in school is wearing, everyone on social media is posting, everyone wanted to be a Brady Bevel girl, everyone. wanted to be, like, reposted on their page, everything, you know? You go into the store, find a cute top, and see that it's only in one size And that size isn't yours Like how are you supposed to feel?
0: Yeah I, I I, actually The time I bought from Brandy Wasn't the first time I went in I went in another time And I remember I was searching for sizes I didn't buy anything Because I think my mom was like mad And she was telling me to hurry up or something mm-hmm. I just wanted to go in mm-hmm. To like see Because it was that hyped up yeah, Like yeah, I yeah. was like oh I want to go in And I remember I was looking through sizes And I was like what the fuck Like yeah. where's the medium? Like, <laughs> I was like come on yeah. y'all like where is it and the shit wasn't there yeah. and like that's i think yeah. that's when i found out it was one size fits all mm-hmm.
1: but yeah and it's just like those exclusive brands um are just one of those factors that play a role in that skyrocket of mental health issues eating disorders and even worse trigger warning like harming yourself Going back to this documentary that has really resonated with me, and I previously mentioned it already, it's Netflix's The Social Dilemma, released in 2020. Um, It's a mind-boggling masterpiece directed by Jeff Orlowski, and it's about the dangers in the exponential rise of big tech and social networks. Um, I think the film does a brilliant job of exposing the magic behind the curtains of algorithms used to keep users online. In addition, the documentary also uncovers the role of social networking sites and the polarization of the U.S., uh, specifically highlighting the differences in users' content based on region, history, etc. Um, it's honestly both shocking and disturbing. Um, and again, if you haven't already seen this eye-opening documentary, I'd highly recommend doing so. Um, but in it, um, around the 40-minute mark, to be exact, Jonathan H- Jonathan Heights a social psychologist at NYU Stern School of Business and author of The Righteous Mind, Why Good People Are Divided. He talks about the increase in depression and anxiety. He states, there has been a gigantic increase in depression and anxiety for American teenagers, which began right between 2011 and 2013. Keep those years in mind. He also states the number of teenage girls out of 100,000 in this country who were admitted into a hospital every year because they cut themselves or otherwise harmed themselves, that number was pretty stable until around 2010. And then it begins going way up. It's up 62% for older teen girls. It's up 189% for pre-teen girls. Holy That's shit. nearly triple. The source for all of this is the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. CDC. <laughs> goes on and continues. We see the same pattern with suicide. The older teen girls, 15 to 19 years old, they're up 70% compared to the first decade of this country. The preteen girls, they're up one hundred and fifty one percent and that pattern height states points to social media
0: wow i actually did not know that until right now like
1: yeah
0: holy shit i mean uh, i don't that even know what to say, that, say that, that, about that. that's a lot all, like rip to all the angels yeah that are up there no it, that.
1: It, it's it's a lot and the thing is i i know so many people that have dealt with the trauma of someone in their lives committing suicide. I I think I know one or two people from my high school mm-hmm. that did mm. actually commit suicide. And I knew I can probably think of, I want to say, five people that I tried to help from stopping themselves from committing suicide. mm mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a problem that is very, very common. All from social media. Age.
0: Those numbers?
1: Those numbers, yes, were from social media, and it's a lot to like take in. Cause it, it was around those years. Um, I think it was it was around those years, 2011 to 2013, when the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention started seeing that skyrocket
0: holy shit like i'm kind of (laughs) speechless right now like i don't even know what to say yeah i i'm just trying to connect you know i feel like our generation since we kind of started all this social media shit Mm -hmm. like i feel like our generation wasn't like i don't know this is how i see it i'm like we started it so we built it you know yeah like that's how i kind of see it so these like you know younger generations are the ones that are like going into it like being thrown mm-hmm. into it brand new you know yeah and I'm and they're just being
1: thrown into it young Like, yeah,
0: boom yeah yeah, yeah. I, I see I see where you're going like we like I don't kind I, of like I can't really understand it as yeah. much because I'm like I can't look at myself younger You're like the pioneers yeah like, I'm like yeah, like yeah like, I can't holy. look at myself younger and be like oh like I for sure would like wanted to kill myself because of social media you know I can't mm-hmm. personally do that but I'm that's what I'm trying to think like right now i can see that like i'd be watching tiktoks with people who are like post an outfit with their body or whatever like Mm -hmm. an outfit exposes all the comments are like you know roasting the fuck out of them yeah and i'm like some of these are like actually that's that's
1: another thing Like, like social media just isn't the most positive environment especially for young people to be exposed to at such a young age yeah and I mean, the internet in general, it's a very scary place. Again, like how you were saying you have your two nieces. I have my two younger sisters and Mm -hmm. just, like, I am constantly met with things that scare me for them.
0: Yeah. I, like, I mean, now I'm scared because I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Like, social media is so big. Like, um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I know one person that has, like, committed suicide, but besides that i know i've helped people with it mm-hmm. you know but i used to be the type of person that was like oh i would let my kids use an ipad for sure mm-hmm. like I, that's what i was thinking i was like oh i would for sure let my kids use an ipad and then i was like as i started growing i was like because they would that they would restrict one of my nieces from using like ipads mm-hmm. and stuff and as I, I was like bro like just let her live like she's yeah. literally on kids youtube like whatever <laughs> and then yeah. like after some time i was like you know what like i don't think that's a good idea like and I will restrict my kids from using yeah. social media, you know, because like when you do really think about it, like I was on it really young. Like mm-hmm. I, I had a Facebook super young. You yeah. Know?
1: And it's also like our parents, they like they're not very experienced in social media yeah. either. So they don't know the dangers. Yeah.
0: And like I, I, I know my mom let me have a Facebook and I know she didn't do it intentionally knowing there's dangers you know mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. luckily there i wasn't like you know bullied exposed or anything, anything. It's Ex- terrible. exposed nothing like thank god you know but yeah. um like seeing this right now you know and seeing how tiktok is you know my i have my niece my niece is on tiktok mm-hmm. one of them she just
1: turned eight Like a couple weeks, like, and that doesn't surprise me. There's like so many young kids on it, yeah. And like sometimes, like the like young kid will also like go viral for like the most random video too, you know. Mm -hmm. And like they are flooded with comments, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times like it's they're not nice comments. Yeah, and
0: my thing too is like I kind of connect it to like how girl, women, and like girls are sexualized, you know. Yeah, that it's like it's so easy for any you know quote like hot man to like come into this younger girl's comments and be like you're so pretty like send me a picture or something like that and then like the girl's life is ruined like i feel like that could be a major connection Uh you know like because i know a lot of self-esteem issues like suicide things also happen people commit suicide because they are exposed in some way like that negatively you know or like it's just a traumatic thing and I feel like when you experience that trauma like so bluntly you know like if someone were to like I'm just thinking like if someone were to do that to my nieces like and they it would hurt them you know Mm -hmm. and like you never know what could happen after you know like and I just I honestly did not know the statistics for that yeah
1: and I mean obviously there are many different cases and to each their own you know Mm -hmm. but as the statistics state like social media does play a huge role in that and I I don't want to I don't think it all stems from comparison like you were saying there could be like blackmail there could be exposure to very traumatic th- things online too there's a lot of different ways social media can go wrong and that's just it, it's it's, just, it's a scary reality really yeah and it's scary because I I've talked about this what I'm what I'm about to say right now it's called the third person effect I've talked about it in one of my other episodes but I I constantly feel like oh this is not negatively affecting me but I know it's gonna negatively affect others like I'm scared it's gonna negatively affect my sisters you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I kind of view things on social media like oh I'm prone to this like I I know that this is bad or I know yeah. that this is um and it's like not going to affect me but like if this were to happen to my sisters like that would be really bad Mm -hmm. when in reality it's 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 really bad for everyone in a lot of ways you know and like obviously social media does have a lot of very positive aspects to it like I I really love it for a lot of different reasons you know it's like it's my creative outlet but at the same time these beauty standards these uh like deadly trends Mm -hmm. like really they, they are deadly yeah um and just so much more are putting a generation of very naive and innocent children at risk
2: yeah
0: i'm like just trying to think i'm like holy shit like this social media has such a big effect and like even me like how i said earlier that i'm such a like confident person like thinking about it i'm like okay i'm confident whatever but sometimes social media still gets to me where Mm -hmm. i'm like oof, like i wish i was that skinny you know and then i'll think about it for a while and then i'm like maybe i shouldn't eat that those chips you know like maybe i shouldn't but then i get over it but i'm Mm -hmm. like if i'm even questioning myself like what makes me think like a younger girl isn't gonna be questioning themselves especially when like you walk around society and all you hear, mm-hmm. like, no matter how much we don't like to appeal to the male gaze as yeah. grown women, like you and I, mm-hmm. like, you know when you're young, like, that's all you're appealing yeah. to, you know? So it's like, like-, like what
1: I'm saying, when I, like, when I was in middle school, like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, I want boys to like me, but, like, I didn't think that they would because yeah. of the way I looked for this reason and that's the reason. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I'm like, and these little, like, POC, like, children, you know, like, girls are coming out mm-hmm. here. You know, even while they may not know they're objectively doing it, they're, like, going to try to appeal. When they are, they're going to hear men talk about, like, oh, I need a girl with a fat ass and a small waist. Yeah. And they're going to look at themselves and be like, oh, shit, I don't have that. Because yeah. I be hearing men say that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first of all, fix your hairline. And then we could talk. I know. Like, first of all, who are like, you? Like, yeah, literally. I'm like, last time I checked, <laughs> you're 5'8", babe. i was <laughs> <laughs> but like no that's true like all I don't, jokes
1: all jokes sorry, yeah all jokes
0: that was a joke y'all <laughs> but like um you know it's just i it is even no matter how like powerful and and like you know me bro like like you know i put out this like big persona you know into society like no matter how powerful it is i do fall and i think that's a lot of confident people no matter mm-hmm. what like they do yeah, fall I, to I so too. like social media standards like that
1: sometimes but i'm like i can't even imagine like being someone who's like who's not already confident within themselves yeah being exposed to to that you know yeah yeah and like obviously another thing is like we can't talk on how males might feel towards this or how young boys might feel towards this but I'm sure they're struggling with that, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Even, like, Vinny Hacker's comments. Like, people, like, there will be boys being like, "Oh man, like, I wish I looked like you.
0: Yeah, that and that should be crazy as fuck, too. I have three older brothers, so I was raised looking at my brothers being insecure. And that shit was actually crazy, too, because I know mental health isn't taken as serious with men.
1: Mm -hmm. But,
0: um my brothers were able to face that, you know, yeah. they had some issues with yeah, themselves. Yeah, those, like, those
1: statistics, they're going up not only for girls, but for boys, too.
0: Yeah, I think I think men may have higher suicide rates. I, th- I think, think so, too. Yeah. But don't quote me, like, I don't know. But I'm yeah. pretty sure they do. But that's just and because... That doesn't,
1: get, that doesn't get talked about.
0: Yeah, it doesn't get talked about. And, like, one thing, too, is, like, you know, men, you know, while some men have, like, all these high expectations on women, like you got to admit, like, we also have these, like, fake Mm -hmm. expectations on them, you know? And, like, I've seen my brothers, like, my brother went from being, like, 200 pounds or something to being, like, 100-something. Like, he's fit. Like My brother used to have, like, three chins, and now he has, like, a jawline shaped from God. Like, this man, like, made all this change, but, like, while he may have done it for himself, like, he was bullied for Mm -hmm. being bigger, you know? And it's, like, I think that... Has, that's happened with my other brothers, too, you know, like mm-hmm. they were always pushed into being like this look, you know, and yeah. I don't think it's talked about right. enough. But even Vinny Hacker was like, I like <laughs> I watched the Hype House show, <laughs> but <laughs> even in it, he was like, I don't like I'm if I remember correctly, he was like, I don't um, like I don't even like doing thirst traps. But like, that's what I know I get likes for.
1: And I'm like, damn, Damn. Vinny. I'm like, come over, sneak. We can can chill. Don't even worry. (laughs)
2: No, No, but,
1: yeah, and, like, as much as everyone wants to promote body positivity, like, a lot of people will promote it until someone is actually being positive about their body that doesn't fit the standard. And then you look in their comment section, and you're disappointed. And you're like, well, like... Let's actually talk about that, because that to me is
0: something that i'm like all these all these like this is what i see in the female community like all these girls being like body positivity you know and then like some bigger girl post something and then they're just like oh like that doesn't look cute or something mm-hmm. you know like people be hating and i'm like yeah. whoa like it's body positivity all around girl like mm-hmm. not just you know you know not just for specific types yeah. you know but like I don't what know. do you like
1: yeah no i'll see comments too and it'll say something like you thought you ate or something yeah yeah. with a a fit and it's like what do you mean like they did like if that was on a if that was on a skinny if that was on a skinny tall white girl you'd be head over heels for that fit you know that you'd be like oh my you're the it girl like you're (laughs) dude you're served
0: like uh,
2: you know that trend
0: that's like is it a fit or is she just skinny no (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. but i do have to admit to like Skinny people are ashamed
1: too for being yeah, skinny, you know? Because, like, it's like you can't be overweight, but at the same time, you can't be too skinny. Mm-hmm. So, it's like people that might fall into eating disorders get skinny and continue getting skinny because they have an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, it's like society turns their back on them. Yeah. Because now it's too much. Mm-hmm. But now you're at like, the same time, they're the ones that drove them into getting there in the first place yeah you
0: know no and that shit so toxic that's so toxic because i was just a thicker girl when i was younger Mm -hmm. and until sophomore year of college when i lost all this weight like all my family members and everyone like was like oh like your ass like what happened to your ass like you're so skinny now like because i did lose my ass when i lost weight but like everyone was like you're so skinny now and like I had people close to me being like, yeah, like, it seems like you're a little too skinny. Like, you look sick. Like, people telling yeah. me that. And I'm like, whoa, first of all, like, yeah. y'all are telling me not to be eating bad because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to gain weight. And mm-hmm. then I lose the weight, and now you're telling me I'm too skinny. Yeah. Like,
1: you can't win. No, yeah, like, it, it, it does go both ways. And um, actually, I, like, forgot this. I think I, like, forced myself to forget this. But, like, I was fully, like, bullied, like, in sixth grade. Yeah, I That's was like, <laughs> I was like very, very skinny, like bony, skinny, like really all bones. No, meat, like all bones. Uh-huh. Um, I also was like, like beginning of middle school, I was like diagnosed with this disease, too. And it's not it's like it's not something that you just like go around like some people. Oh, I'm sick. Like I have this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like I was like very skinny, like beginning of middle, like going into middle school. So mm-hmm. like elementary school, very, very skinny had this group of friends, not really a good group of friends. Mm. Um sixth grade I was just struggling with finding friends. <laughs> so finding yeah. good friends. Um but yeah, like I like they like called me like a twig and like all this stuff. And Damn. then like I, I like gained the weight and like now I have like meat on my bones. <laughs> um but yeah it's like it's it's very detrimental to one's like well being.
0: Yeah. Because I just, was
1: just like I, like, I remember crying to, like, my mom about it, too. About, like, literally, like, being called, like, a twig and stuff. And it's just, like, it's, like, you can never be, like, just right. You can't ever. You, and that... That,
0: like, if there is any word of advice
1: I have, like,
0: literally, self-confidence is the key to everything. It is. It, it really is. Because you will never win. Uh-huh. That's all I got to say. You never will, and you're never going to please everyone. Mm-hmm. Ever. So you stop, stop fucking trying to. Exactly. Because I'm like, those those skinny white girls that are winning, you know, whatever, like, you know, they have their own insecurities, too, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, and everyone and does.
1: Th- Some people are better at, like... <laughs> yeah. And some people are better at like putting up that front and being like confident within themselves. Yeah. And just, like, but you, that's really what you have to do to like
0: you'll never win. <laughs> like you'll never win until you have a hundred percent confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. And you comparison too, like you what you said earlier, um, to me, she t- she said this off the podcast, but you said comparison kills or something mm-hmm. like that. Like that's the biggest thing like because we that's all we do now like Mm -hmm. that's what society or social media does is comparison like us POC women compare ourselves to white women like how we were saying earlier and wonder why we don't look like that or how we can look like that you know Mm -hmm. by either you know doing our hair a certain way dyeing our hair blonde i I have my hair blonde by the way (laughs) but like you know doing some shit like that And, and yeah like and it's just all like you know you it's all comparison that's doing it. But it's killing you because you're not being your true self. Like, yeah. and until you gain your... And it's it's easy to say gain confidence, you know? Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of internal,
1: internal work oh, it to does. gain confidence.
0: Cause, it, it, it does. Ooh, I was down it, bad
1: back then. It has <laughs> like, a while. Like, I, I don't... I, I've talked about this before in my first podcast with Malia. Like, how we... Like, our journey to, like, gain that self-confidence. But, like, it's not like I just woke up one day and I'm like, okay, I'm confident. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It, do, it does take some time, but... It's definitely a setback when you are glued to your screen. Yeah. Period.
0: I agree. Because you're not... That's all you're seeing. And, like, Mm -hmm. it's not changing your mentality at all, you know? Like, you got to get out there, you know, read a book maybe. Like, you know, do... For me, I think it extended from school where I was like, holy shit, I'm actually really smart. And then I was like, I never really noticed that. Like, I sound kind of dumb when I talk. But I was like, I never really (laughs) noticed that. Like, I'm smart as fuck. And... That, like, gave me confidence, and then it just came into my looks, too. Like, I I got the confidence in my looks and everything, my personality and, like, who I am. Like, when
1: you have the confidence within yourself, like, that's all everyone else sees. Yeah,
0: and and Kaylee and I were talking about this off the podcast, but, like, we're talking about how you can feel someone who's not confident. Like, you can feel their energy, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's, like... It's saddening because no one deserves to be like that because yes. no one will ever be pleased. Like, no mm-hmm. one will ever be pleased with you. Someone will always say something, you know? Always. Like, always. Someone's always going to be hating. Yeah. Someone's
1: always going to be wishing the worst for you, mm-hmm. like, preying on your downfall. Someone's not going to
0: want you because they, like, they're like they not attracted to you. Mm-hmm. Like, someone is always going to be against you. And, like, that's it. Yeah. Like it's And it shouldn't be eating you up like that because I feel like people get eat, eaten up by it. And I'm like, you shouldn't be getting eaten up by the fact that this one white man doesn't like you. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, it's not something that should be eating you up like that, but it does. Yeah. And that's why self-confidence is key to, like, getting rid of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, We're going to wrap this episode up pretty shortly, but this was a heavy episode. It was. It, it was, it period, was. you know. Um, and normally I'm, like, trying to give advice and, like, trying to better people and, you know, wellness, uh, health and wellness, yeah. But, like, <laughs> this was heavy. Like, it was. it's a deep topic, but, like, after, like... All this research and just like after this little talk, after this debrief, Mm -hmm. I, I really want to challenge myself to like decrease my screen time. I think because me falling into the third person effect, thinking oh it doesn't affect me, like that's not that's not the way I should be thinking about it like at all. It is affecting me subconsciously. You know what I mean? And I mean less screen time aside from your well being and mental health. Like that that's good for like your body. Yeah, (laughs) good for your soul. Like you're gonna get more sleep and stuff. You know what I mean? It's tough. It's tough out here. (laughs) It's tough.
0: we push and pee, but definitely <laughs> um, pushing pee. I'll say my advice. Yeah, let's, let's hear it. As I've said multiple times before, I am a Leo, so anything I say comes from my own self-centered self. But like, <laughs> um, you know, I always tell my friends, you know, to be confident in themselves, because really, that's the only way. And the and I think a way to find it is just to start talking to yourself in a more positive way Mm -hmm. you know and that that's what i think did a big switch for me Me was that and that's why i say it it was academically that i started gaining confidence Mm -hmm. was because i used to be like fuck i'm gonna fail like shit i'm gonna fail," i'm gonna fail
1: like those negative affirmations those
0: negative affirmations and then i watched tiktoks where it was like no like you need to say positive affirmations otherwise like it's gonna be negative so then i was like okay i'm not gonna fail i'm gonna do good i'm smart i'm capable And it started happening, and, like, over time, it changes, but,
1: like... Like, you started believing it, right? Yeah, you start... Like, you you say it, and, like, for a certain amount of time, you're just saying it to say it, but then you keep saying it, and then you start believing that shit, and, like... Yeah. Like, I've literally talked about it before. If you want to hear more about this, listen to my first episode, because me and Malia go all into that um, whole mindset aspect of gaining self-confidence, but... Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying.
0: Like, it just... It all comes on its own. Like, I would never push anyone you know, don't push yourself trying to find it, like, it comes on your own, when you're ready to find your self-love journey, like, that'll, I feel like, I feel like that spiritual business, <laughs> but when you're ready to, like, find your yourself spiritually, and in every other way, you know, to, to anal- be able, when you're ready to grow up, and to be able to analyze your wrongs, and your rights, mm-hmm. that's when you grow, you know, as a person, yeah. and I think growing as a person is when you gain confidence, I think so, too, and, like, that's that's it like i you can't force it you know but yeah. social media it's, it's really a battle within yourself mm-hmm. like and it and just letting y'all know like confidence is sexy and everyone will think mm-hmm. the same exact thing because anywhere you go if you have confidence people people will notice mm-hmm, hella like hella, notice. everyone everyone like and that's the biggest thing like that's why i say that but um yeah just remember like Social media, someone will always be
1: preying on your downfall. Like, and social media is not completely real. It's not, and like it's a highlight reel. Yeah, not only is it a highlight reel, a lot of it is fake. Yeah, and it's like straight up. It's just a lot of it isn't
0: isn't even real. Yeah, and like we said, how many people do you see that are walking Victoria's Secret models out in society? Mm -hmm. I'll wait. None. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: So I'm like yeah that's my advice from a leo queen
2: to Answer all
0: two
1: cents all right guys um well that's a wrap for today's episode if you have any feedback i would absolutely love to hear it um i hope we were able to keep you engaged the whole time and just tie everything together um, and make sense but um if you're not already following the pod you can follow it at blacklisted pod um you can follow my personal at kaylee sandoval my art account at kaylee's world k-a-y-l-i-s-w-r-l-d and then marlene do you want to go ahead and shout out your socials hey
0: okay (laughs) for uh tiktok is mono girl one two three that was (laughs) because i had mono and i was refreshing um and then my instagram is marlene curio m-a-r-l-e-n-n-e-c-a-r-r-i-l-l-o
1: all right guys thanks again for tuning in if you made it all the way through i absolutely <laughs> adore you and Perf. um aspire to have your level of attention because yeah. i do have adhd and i probably wouldn't have been able to, honestly <laughs> but you know what i am going to be listening to, to this back over That's probably like li- five different times while i'm <laughs> editing so that's why you read your notes all the time (laughs) no literally (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding um but all right guys i'm gonna try to stay consistent. i am i am am really trying to be very on top of my stuff when it comes to this podcast but i am a very busy girl and i did just get a new job actually let's get a new job i'm I'm working a lot of jobs right now in, in school and everything but i am still really trying to pump out the content all right anyways thanks again bye love you talk to you
2: later Bye, y'all. Peace.